Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Hello, I'm Promise, and you're listening to Dare Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us. Before, before we get into the Word, Mommy, can you open us up in prayer? Sure. Lord, we thank you. We bless your name, and we just glorify you and honor you as God, most high, and there is none like you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you, and we love you, and we appreciate everything that you've done for us, Jesus. We appreciate your love today. We appreciate your kindness and your tender mercies. Minister through us and to us, Holy Spirit. Guide us into all truth and show us things to come. Bring unto our remembrance all things that the Lord has said to us and teach us to walk with you. Teach us to understand you. Teach us your ways, Lord. We just invite you, Holy Spirit, to settle down among us and minister to your people. Lord, we plead the blood of Jesus in your name, Lord Jesus, over the listeners. From the top of their head to the soles of their feet, God, inside and out and everything that concerns them, we just bring it under the blood of Jesus right now, God, and we just ask you to intervene for them. Speak on their behalf in high places, God. Give them favor everywhere that they go. Bring peace to their homes, restoration, wholeness, and soundness to their financial standings, God, and everything that concerns them. Let it be well with them, Jesus. We bless you, God, and we love you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome. It's good to be here with each of you and also connected with our listeners through the podcast. So, so welcome and good morning as we continue our morning Bible study and our study in the book of Romans. We're in chapter five, and actually we are going to go over again the first 11 verses. Um, I think there's more that the Lord has to say and um, more for us to to learn, to know, to understand about him, about his word, and that way we can learn his thoughts and his ways. All right? Okay. So can I get a volunteer to read the first 11 verses, please? I will. All right, Layla. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the re- reconciliation. 
Mm-hmm. Amen. So, as is our custom, I'll open the floor to each of you to, of course, share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and ask any questions you have so we can all learn and grow together. All right? Okay. So, who'd like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. Um, I... I found it interesting when Paul had talked about when when we were without strength in due time, Christ came for us, and it just kind of reminded me of um, how God has a time and a place for everything. And when we looked at Ecclesiastes, I'm, I think it's chapter 3 or maybe chapter 11, when it's talking about there were times for everything in the earth, that God had set a timetable for the events to take place and, it, and how... Um, there's nothing we can do to change it. We can't rush him, and then we can't slow him down. It happens as he said it would happen, and then we just kind of look um, back in the Old Testament before Jesus had come. There had been prophets and people that would ask, how long, Lord, before you would redeem Israel, before you would come and redeem the creation? And then he came in his due time when God had said, okay, now is the time go and you know do what you're supposed to do and then we even see that in jesus ministry when the disciples got in a hurry and like lord let's do it now and got panicking he said it's not my time especially like when um his mom asked him when he was at the wedding in canaan and he said we have no wine and he said well woman it's not my time yet but then you see he'll go it's not my time and now's the time and just kind of watching god and his timetable and how wise he is when it comes to these sorts of things because if we just went based off our own when we think it should happen everything would be much worse than it is now and so it's just good to watch god be god Mm -hmm. amen to that (laughs) amen is right Mm -hmm. anyone else Layla, I have a question for you. It's very astute to point that out. Um, As your dad and I have been talking a lot lately about um, living it out. So how do you live that out? Waiting and being patient because it's his timing. I will not be the first to admit, but that is a little bit hard. Like if you're faced with a situation and you want to, especially... Um, with an action person, I like to get things done and like go now. (laughs) (laughs) Waiting is a little bit tough for me, but I have learned through the coaching of my parents that it's okay. It's not like it's the world is going to end and crumble if this isn't done now. And it's a trick of the enemy that he goes, you have to do something now. You've got to get it done now. So if it's like this driving, pushing force it's a good indicator that you don't have to do it now. You still have time. But then again, he'll come later and go, oh, you got time. You can push it off. And a quote of my favorite, of my brother from his favorite TV show, why do today what you can do tomorrow? <laughs> and that's what Satan tries to get you to do is to either rush you and try to put you in a place where you're in opposition to God or he's trying to put you in a place where you're still in opposition to God, but you're trying to slow him down, which nobody can do. So it's more so just waiting on him. It's not like um, you're not doing anything, but you're not trying to push him and control him. That's 
the brakes, if you will, as mommy calls it. Mm-hmm. So waiting doesn't have to be stagnant. No, it doesn't. It just means you're not trying to control God. You're yeah. letting him control you. So I think what you said was pretty, pretty awesome um, mm-hmm. for myself. Um, I'm, I'm like, hurry is not a fruit of the spirit. <laughs> that, that's good. It's not. Well, I mean, but that, you know, we and neither is procrastination. <laughs> yes, neither is procrastination. You know, but if we if we're going to surrender every thought captive to Christ, and how do we take what Paul's giving us here? And so I know that when I hear hurry, that's not God speaking to me. That's the enemy speaking to me, or my flesh speaking to me. But it's not God, and so something's up, and I have to stop and take that pause. What? What do you want me to understand about this, God? And so I, I think that's kind of what you were saying in that. I just, I just know for me that real trigger is hurry. And it's like, oh, no, 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 nope, nope, nope. Get away, Satan. I don't, nope, you're hurry. That's not God. It, it just makes it easy. And then the more I practice it, the, the more I see it. It's certainly a, it's, you know, it's a, it's a lifelong um, opportunity for growth. It certainly is. And... <clears throat> It's a great points, and, and I love that you brought up both ends of the spectrum, Layla. The hurry part and the procrastination part. And you brought that up correctly in, in relation with Christ, right? Jesus did everything to be pleasing to the Father to remain in his perfect will. And that also includes timing. It's not just saying what the Father said and doing what the Father did. It's doing it at the appropriate time. Mm-hmm. Right? But then we should not be unaware of the schemes of the, the enemy, of the evil one, of the devil. And what are both of those things, whether it's to hurry or to, to tarry, to wait, procrastinate, what are they designed to do? Keep you from getting God's blessing. Keeping you out of the timing of the Lord, which is not the perfect will. Both of those things take you out of, of the Lord's will. As far as the timing aspect goes, we should not be unaware of those things. And yes, you brought, that was exactly right. Ecclesiastes 3 talks about the, the timing. All right, there's time for all these different things. The Lord has already accounted that and, and attributed that. And again, showing his manifold wisdom, right? I mean, every cross-section and interaction and everything for every person in the entire history of the world has already been is already known to the Lord what will happen, when it will happen. The times just right now, eight billion people, well, approximately. It's incredible. Like every interaction, everything that will ever happen, every incident, every event for every person ever is known. And He already knows these things. And if we remain with Him, He will reveal them to us. And He's also predestined the works that we should do that we as believers as christians everyone else as well but we can't do the works without him mm-hmm. so that's why i say for it's for christians and believers without him we can do nothing mm-hmm. but with him we can do all things in and through him mm-hmm. but timing is a key aspect mm-hmm. So whichever end of the, I'll say the spectrum you fall on, whether, whether it's the, or people of action, let's hurry and let's just knock this out. We have to wait on the Lord. But and then for the other thing, that's 
Some can be very cautious and it, it all but prevents them from moving forward. I would ask you and encourage you to just trust the Lord, to put your faith in him and he will prompt you and lead you, but be aware of his voice and the, and the I'll say the, the signs that he gives, mm-hmm. right? That are prompting you. It's time. Do this thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, like when you think about it, on both end of the spectrum, whether it's the enemy telling you to rush or he's telling you to don't do anything, there's always fear associated with it. Mm-hmm. Hurry up. You don't want this to happen. Hurry up or you're going to, it's going to miss it. It'll be too late. You're <laughs> never going to get it. Hurry. Or something negative is going to happen. And then it is followed by, you don't have time to talk to God. You don't have time to ask. It'll take too long. Skip that step, right? Yes. And then on the back end, don't do anything because if you do something, you don't know if it's going to work out, right? There's always fear associated with it. The enemy operates by his same tactics throughout the ages. He, had, he has no, no authentic or genuine things about him, and he has nothing good about him either. So he always comes with the same things to try to keep us from trusting God. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4 says, this is verses uh, 1 through 3. It says, therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear or be aware, take it earnestly, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed do enter that rest, as he has said. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. So what that's, that verse is specifically talking about the children of Israel entering into the promised land. So because they, if you read through their, their journey, and we're not finding fault with them, but we're examining what happened because God left it for us so that we could, we could learn and not fall in the same areas. A lot of them were afraid and they spoke negative, negatively of God. And so because they didn't believe what God said, that, you could tr- that they could trust him and that he would do exactly what he said he would do, they didn't believe him and weren't, weren't able to enter into what was prepared for them. So as you mentioned, sweetheart, the works that God has for us have been laid out mm-hmm. since the foundation of the world. They've already been predestined and completed. It's just a matter of us reaching our time marks, right? Continuing with God in the perfect time that he has prepared for us, reaching those destinations and continuing on the journey to the, until we reach the fullness and completion of being eternally restored with him, where we're no longer bound by our flesh and blood and bone body, but we are spiritually reunited with him and eternally, right? All the sin yes. and lies and everything have been done away with. Satan's in the pit and the lake of fire and the beast and the false prophet. All of those things um, are, are done away with. So the key point in uh, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 3 is the works were finished from the foundation of the world. So if we can capture that on the inside of us and come to a place of rest and going, okay, God, your time is right. If we can see that and understand that his time is perfect, then when we find ourselves in the situation where pressure would try to arise or temptation to rush ahead of God or delay when he's prompting us to move, if we understand that he's already done what he said he would do and we can trust him, 
it wouldn't it won't be a struggle for us we'll be able to clearly identify oh there you are that's fear attached with that and our god doesn't get in a rush as you said dean he he's never in a hurry he's never in a rush and even death cannot stop his will and his plan we serve the true and living god the all powerful almighty god there's nothing too hard for him so even death is not a place where God can't bring things back and still align it with what he wants. So it's okay that we trust him. And I know that some of you are going, we don't want things to die. Oh, I understand that. I understand. I'm very much human just like you are. But the perfect will of God is what we're after. And so just like Abraham, when God asked him for Isaac, he didn't get afraid and go, I'm going to delay in doing this, God, because I don't want him to die. He said, God, I already received him from the death from death once, figuratively speaking, because he was old and his body was past the reproductive years. And so was his wife. Her body was dead in the sense of being able to reproduce. But he said, even death, you'll raise him back up. You got a plan for this too, God. And was able to stand and what God said, but also in his place in him and rest in confidence and assurance that God is able to do whatever it is that he said he would do. And so I know we're talking about times and seasons, but how do we, how do we overcome the temptation to get ahead of God or delay behind him? It's by trusting and knowing who he is and that he's able to do exactly what he said he would do. We always have time to hear from the Lord. We always have time to seek his counsel, the counsel of the Holy Spirit. And that's exactly where we should be. And God is able to meet and answer as quickly as we ask. So he's aware of emergent situations. That doesn't escape his, his power and his prowess. That doesn't escape his, his omnipotence, right? Yes. So even that. Is not an excuse to avert listening to God or to cast that to the side. Mm-hmm. Amen. I just um for the for the like the people like you, Layla, people of action, right? Mm-hmm. Just want to do yes. something, right? I got to do something. John, you're the same way. I got to do something, right? You know, sitting, I am sitting on our hands is is tough. Right? It is. It is. And but as I grow and I mature in Christ, I. I learn, and it's something I'm still working on. We're still working on our soul salvation, Amen. right? Yes. Still growing and maturing in Christ. I've not arrived. I can just trust the Lord and say, Lord, what? What do I do? How do I do it? When do, when do you want me to do it? And he's got to reveal the plan. And then I've got to just be obedient to do the plan, again, also at the appropriate time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as you can say, for me, what makes that clear is if I want to do something, then just start praising him. Amen. Right? That that. That ushers him in. That makes me focus more on him. That makes his voice clear. Absolutely. And then if it's stand, stand. If it's go, go. But it's just a, a great place to do it. But don't get tripped up like we talked about by the enemy. But if you want to do something, just start praising. That that always works. Yeah. So if you just feel like you got to do something, then just mm-hmm. start praising. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But in, in addition to that, we as Christians, as believers, should be constantly in communion or fellowship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. He never leaves us or forsakes us. He's there literally by our side, dwelling within us and by our side, and his hand is upon us 24-7. 
So why would we not have conversations with him? Why would we not just be speaking with him throughout the day, everywhere we go, as we go? Yes, I'm speaking with you when we're doing this, you know, this morning Bible study and this podcast. And I'm also listening to the Lord and Mm -hmm. and talking with the Lord. and, And he's talking with me. Mm-hmm. Right, like as we're doing this in the moment. And now, yes, that's something that must be developed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, for each and every one of us, we have to develop that. But everybody can do it if they choose to do it. And in doing that, in developing that, we one learn how to listen to the Lord and hear His voice. And yes, He speaks to us through His Word as well. But He also desires a personal relationship again as we pointed out many times in the past what bible did moses have to read from or abraham or adam or wait no the lord just spoke with them and he's still speaking today Amen. if we'll listen to, to him <laughs> he has tons to say <laughs> if we'll only listen to him mm-hmm. so i don't need to be anxious because i can literally just in the moment speak with my Lord and Savior and get the plan. Yes, I have to be willing to hear. I can't go with my own preconceived notions or ideas or thoughts or any of that. All right? Does that work in conversations with, with each other who we can see? Nope. No. Oh, if, right? That, that's a at best a parallel conversation. You may be speaking about the same talk, topic, but you're having two different conversations. There's no communication happening. Exactly. Nothing's actually being communicated. And nor is anyone actually listening. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work in the spiritual realm either. And yes, we can also praise him. And we should be praising him. He's God. He's the Lord of hosts. Heaven and earth, the creator of all things. And in that, in his presence... There's no anxiety. There's no fear. There, like the anxiousness that we have. I got to do something, or oh man, it's too late. I got to hurry and get something done. Oh man, I waited too long. Now I've got to rush. Right? If you wait till till if you wait till the last minute, it only takes a minute. Right? Everyone's heard that saying. Yes. yes. Okay. Well, that doesn't work either. And then, is it really done as as the scripture tells us to work in excellence? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> is that really pleasing to our Lord? Does that glorify Him? No, but that's what all of our actions should be doing, right? Yes. And if we follow his plan, the plan he's given us, and his timing and every every other aspect as he's leading us, we will be pleasing him. We will be glorifying him. But we have to, that's a choice that we have to look at diligently and consider, are we being pleasing to the Father? And only he can answer that. It's also a question that we should be asking him. Lord, am I pleasing you? Am I glorifying you? And then listen to his thoughts on it. Mm -hmm. Not what we think. As there are many times where our thoughts are in opposition. Right? Uh, That goes to Mm self-righteousness. But as we've been reading, he is our righteousness. Mm-hmm. Right now, and 
I kind of want to continue this a little bit because as we go through, especially verses 6 through 11, right? I love this section of scripture because it begins to set the tone for chapter 6. And and for those that don't know, chapter 6 is typically referred to the identifying with Christ chapter, right? Um, 6, 7, and 8 are very powerful chapters. 6 is identifying with Christ chapter. 8 is the life in the, typically referred to as the life in the spirit chapter, right? This is what it looks like. But here is where in this in this epistle to the Romans, Paul starts to set the tone, if you will, again, of who Christ is and why he has this place. All right, and then, he, of course, he continues with drawing, I'll say, comparisons between Adam, the first Adam, and Christ being the last Adam. But he really sets, begins to set the tone here on why we should identify with Christ, where our righteousness comes from, where our salvation actually comes from. Hmm. Right? And so we've already read 6 through 11, but this isn't the only time that, that this is addressed, whether by Paul or, or Peter. Or they both address it. Actually, um, you could go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And could I get a volunteer to read verses 14 through 21, please? I will, I guess. All right, LaCharles. For the love of Christ compels us, because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, from now on, we are regarded no one according to the flesh, even Though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the world word of reconciliation Mm. now then we are ambassadors for christ as through god we're pleading through us we implore you on christ's behalf be reconciled to god for he has made him who knew no sin to be sent for us that we might become the righteousness of god in him amen amen so do we not see the same thoughts that paul is writing in his epistle to the romans his letter to the romans right He's been trying to communicate to them. It's not because you were born a Jew. It's not because you are a son of Abraham or son of Moses, right? It has nothing to do with your lineage, your family tree, your history. And in this section of scripture, well, both that we just read in Romans 5, 6 through 11, but also um, 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 21, He's saying, look, you were separated. You were separated because of your sin. Even if, and you know, that still applies, even if you feel like Absolutely. you did everything right. 
I mean, Absolutely. there's a lot of us that'll go, well, but I didn't do that. I, I didn't kill anybody. I didn't, you know, do this. I just did a little bit of sin or, you know, in comparison to someone that might have a more bold sin, I guess, if you will, or what seems more abominable or less palatable. But even if you think you did everything right, you still fall without the blood of Jesus Christ. You still fall into the category of being a sinner and not meeting the mark of righteousness, not meeting the standard. So even even that one is included in this. It's not about you doing everything right. And it's not about you're a seed of Abraham or where you came from or where, what your credentials are. It's purely the grace of God that brings about the righteousness of God. Absolutely. And believing Jesus. And there's also scripture. I have to find it um, where it talks about, Oh, it's in James, James two ten, I believe. Right. Um, about keeping the whole law and yet fails in one point. Right, if you fail in one point, you're guilty of everything. That's immense weight and pressure. But what is being communicated in both these things is, yes, we are separated by sin, but because Christ, uh, the Lord Jesus, Mm -hmm. came and did his atoning work on the cross, while we were sinners, paid the price for us to redeem us, us, all of us, that would believe, we can be reconciled back to God. Mm-hmm. We've been brought near by the blood of Jesus Amen. Christ. Amen. Right? So, not only that, we're those that would believe and call on the name of the Lord Jesus are reconciled. But then he has also given you a job. He's given you the ministry of reconciliation also that you can bring others to be reconciled back to God and not separated, mm-hmm. which is incredible. I would Actually, Dean and I, we were speaking this week, and I was like, man, I wouldn't have picked me. <laughs> like, the Lord delivered me out of all kinds of stuff and situations and environments and, and everything. And then immediately it was like, hey, I've got a job for you. I wouldn't have given me a job. right like there's no way and the lord's like yeah no i have this job for you you're gonna work for me you're gonna come into ministry full-time i would have disqualified myself every which way from from adam Mm -hmm. and the lord's like no no you yes i've predestined things for you to do for me Mm -hmm. to glorify me in my name and to reconcile others to me Mm -hmm. and guess what it's not just because the Lord had a job for me. He's got the same job for every one of you. Now, I'm not saying every person's going to be a, a, a apostle, a prophet, evangelist, a, a shepherd, or a teacher of the word, right? But you can still be used by the Lord. Mm-hmm. You can still work for him. Like That's literally part of being in the kingdom, right? Everyone has a job. Everyone has a role and a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And he gives it immediately. Yes, we have to grow and we have to mature into uh, the deeper things and the deeper roles and, and offices if that's what the Lord has for you. But he'll reveal all those things to you. Mm-hmm. The more you trust and depend on him and allow him and his atoning work to manifest in your life. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to miss this part. Um, in verse 8, 
It says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us. Amen. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So all of this is coming from, and it's sourced from the love of God. And I don't want to, I don't want to glaze over that word because God doesn't take that word lightly. He's not going, oh, I love pizza. I love, you know, (laughs) raindrops. He is sincere and in intent on when he uses the word love and he means himself. God is love and he means his version of love, which never fails. It is unconditional and unending and it is powerful and it's able to save us. And it's why, why God sent Jesus to die for us. It's why this whole plan of redemption is, is in the works and we are a part of it. It's because God loves us. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime I, I meet someone who is coming into Christ or um, looking to go deeper with him, I always direct them back to the love of God. Like, saturate yourself in the love of God. Know this from your toes, from the innermost, innermost core of your being, that God loves you mm-hmm. uniquely and individually. Because when you know that kind of love, you can stand. When you know that kind of love, you can believe anything that God says to you. When you are absolutely convinced of how much God loves you and how much Jesus prizes and values you, you can do anything that God asks you to do. You'll go anywhere he, he asks you to go. You'll believe anything he says to you. And you will be steadfast and immovable and able to stand in the evil day, when hard times come, when testing arises, when persecution arises, because you have a love relationship with God and you're so bonded to him that nothing will, that you were unwilling to let anything separate you. God has already put forth his part, but when you become in love with him and enraptured in what he's done for you, that's what makes you stand. When I used to Amen. question, how will I be able to stand when the Antichrist and the Mark of the Beast comes? How will I, you know, how do I know that I'll be able to go? I, I serve Jesus and not recant my faith in him. Then God showed me his love and said, come away with me and be in love with me and know my love for you. And that is what moves me. I think that's what you read in First um, Corinthians chapter five. the The love of Christ compels us. Absolutely, but then you the see love the same of thing. Is in, what moves me in First Peter, chapter two, um, is really verses twenty one through twenty five. Right, it talks about Christ suffering wrongfully. Right, and this is in the overall topic of submission to masters. But again, it was that. The main points, Christ left for us an example that we should follow in his steps, right? And even though people wronged him and did all these things, he didn't threaten. He committed himself to him, to his father who judges righteously. He bore our sins and that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, which is only found in him, right? And then the last point is in verse 25, we have... Now, even though once we were like sheep going astray, we have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of our souls, which is this amazing thing. And he did all that while we were lost. We were wayward. We were an enemy to him. We rejected him. We abused him. 
you know, just because it wasn't physically our fist hitting him or our whip physically in our hands, it was still us doing that to him. It was still us shoving the crown of thorns in his head. It was still for our, our purpose and be our fault, if you will, because of what we had done, that he had to take the stripes on his back and he carried our sicknesses and our diseases and healed us in what he did. So we're, we're still on that. We're still on that team because we were all unrighteous and he still gave us the same amount of love that he loves. God loves us with the same amount of love that he loves Jesus Christ with. And he's willing to do that for you today. Mm -hmm. If you will allow him. All it takes is to repent and to let him be in his rightful place. Mm -hmm as Lord and Savior of your life. And I know there's a lot in there today, so we're going to pause there and allow you to look up the scriptures, allow you to uh, allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you as you search this out. Um, and again, you can always, always reach out if you have questions. You can ask the Lord first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And you can always reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you can contact us through email at a day of prayer yahoo.com and or through our website at a day of prayer.org. Um, but with that, can I get someone to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for just giving us mercy and allowing us to reconcile with you and. Just making where everything's perfect. Mm -hmm. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.